0: The third section of Psalms, known as the Leviticus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today we join Scott Pauley in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God, in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way.
1: Well, in today's Psalm, we come to the end of the third section of the Psalms, what is commonly referred to as the Leviticus Psalms. And without a doubt, these Psalms have ushered us into the presence of God, and they they show us what a joy it is to live every day in His presence. Psalm 89 is the last of these Leviticus psalms, and it's a lengthy psalm. It's 52 verses long, and it is powerful. I wish I had time to walk you through it verse by verse. I do hope you'll do that on your own today. In fact, I would encourage you to read Psalm 89 uh, aloud if possible. Read it on your knees. Uh, Read it slowly. Allow the Lord to use it to speak to your own heart. It'll minister to you in a big, big way. It has several facets that I'd like to point out to you before I give you the simple thought I want to share today. First is that Psalm 89 is one of the masculine Psalms. You remember I've told you in the past that the little word "masculine," which is found over several of these psalms, means instruction. The previous psalm, Psalm 88, was a masculine psalm. There are 13 of them. They are psalms of instruction. And so I want to just point out to you that Psalm 89, as beautiful as it is, is not just a psalm to make you feel better. It is a psalm to make you think differently. It's a psalm to teach us, to find instruction in it. Not only is Psalm 89 a masculine psalm, Psalm 89 is a messianic psalm. Uh, That's very significant. Uh, Now, uh, people differ on which of the psalms they think are messianic, and some put some in a list and others do not. The reality is it's all about the Lord. Uh, But without a question, many of these psalms speak directly to Christ, Many people believe the previous psalm, Psalm 88, was about the darkness that Christ came through. And then when you come to Psalm 89, we see his victory. We see uh, his, his uh, faithfulness to the very end and his salvation. But I'll just point out to you that Psalm 89 has the Lord Jesus all through it. And I hope you'll come to know Christ in a greater way. But there's one simple thought I want to share with you today. Let's begin where Psalm 89 begins with these words, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. You see, Psalm 89 is not just a psalm of instruction or a psalm about Messiah. It is a psalm about the mercy of God in all of our lives. And there's one repeated element of His mercy that is found woven all through Psalm 89. Let's see if you can hear it. Did you hear the end of verse number one? With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. Verse two, for I said mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shall thou establish in the very heavens. Verse five, and the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. Verse eight, O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto thee, or to thy faithfulness round about thee? Or what about verse 24? But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. Verse 33. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. And again in verse 37. It shall be established forever as the moon and as a faithful witness in heaven. Selah. (laughs) Do you get the thought? 52 verses. Many, many truths. But there is one great theme of Psalm 89, and it is this, the faithfulness of our God. It's wonderful that He's merciful. But friend, if His mercy ran out, we would be in trouble. But it doesn't. His mercy is a faithful mercy. It endures forever. His holiness, oh, it's matchless. It's unparalleled. He is the thrice holy God. But if it was only holy for a time, oh, we'd be in trouble. But His holiness is a faithful holiness. It continues on. These Leviticus Psalms about the presence of God, uh, His presence is not just for a moment. His presence continues. His presence is all-sufficient for all time. Why? Because He is the faithful God. And I think it's most appropriate at the end of this section of the Psalms that we all just pause and say, Thank you, Lord, for being faithful. Thank you for never changing. May I testify for just a moment? I have been unfaithful to God so many days. As a matter of fact, I can get absolutely disgusted with myself, sick of me when I think of how unfaithful I have been. But there's never been a single day the Lord was unfaithful to me. He is faithful to the very end. He will never leave us and He will never forsake us. He is a faithful and true high priest. That's who our Christ is. And that's the message of Psalm 89. Now, did you notice there are seven references to the faithfulness of God? Seven of them. And each of them connect his faithfulness to something unique. Let me show them to you quickly. In verse 1, we have his faithfulness connected to all time. The Bible says, thy faithfulness to all generations. So God is faithful no matter what's going on in our world, no matter what era it is, uh, no matter what generation happens to be living. uh, God is faithful. Everything changes but him. And then the second one in verse 2 His faithfulness is connected not only to earth, but to heaven. He says, Thy faithfulness shall thou establish in the very heavens. Uh, Everything on earth is changing, but heaven is always the same. And God's faithfulness is connected to His eternality. Verse 5 says, And the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. Oh, now we're getting specific. His faithfulness is not only connected to all time and then to all eternity, but it is connected specifically to His people. Yes, God is everywhere, and God is faithful as the Creator and the Sustainer, but God's faithfulness is most enjoyed and most appreciated by His saints, His own congregation. Why? Because they've seen His unchanging mercy in their own life. And then in verse 8, O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto thee, or to thy faithfulness round about thee? He goes on to talk about Him ruling the raging sea and the the waves being stilled by Him. Again, I think a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. But His faithfulness is connected to all circumstances. No matter what's going on around you today, God is faithful. Then in verse 24, "...but my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with Him, and in my name shall His horn be exalted." This is specifically a reference to the Son of David, to to the coming Messiah, to the Lord Jesus Christ. The faithfulness is connected to Christ. Christ is the faithful one. He was faithful to God in every way, and He is now faithful to His promises to us. And then the sixth one in verse 33, Nevertheless, my lovingkindness will I not utterly take from Him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. Notice His faithfulness connected to His lovingkindness. Every good gift, every blessing. Praise His holy name for His unfailing faithfulness. And then finally, Verse 37, it shall be established forever as the moon and as a faithful witness in heaven. May I tell you, we have a faithful witness in heaven. The faithfulness of God is connected to the fact that we have an intercessor at the right hand of the throne praying for us today. Who is that? That's the Lord Jesus. He wasn't just faithful while he was here on earth. He is faithful now to pray for us. He is faithful to his promise that he's preparing a place for us. He is faithful in the promise that He will come again and receive us unto Himself. I tell you, the faithfulness of God is all wrapped up in Jesus Christ. And the faithfulness of God is connected to every need in our life. I think it most appropriate for us to pause here at the end of this third section of our study in the Psalms and thank the Lord for His unfailing faithfulness to each of us. Our Father, we thank You for the word of God that lives and abides forever. And we thank you that as surely as your word is forever, that you are unchanging. Thank you, Lord, for being so faithful. And I pray today that some sinner, some person that doesn't know God, would come to know you and your faithfulness and your mercy this very day. And that each of us who do profess Christ will rejoice and speak today of your faithfulness in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness that never changes.
0: If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or if you desire to grow in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We'd love to hear from you. You may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey.